Here's two that debate each other every single day. Nice Back scare. to Gatos and Chad. Nice scare. I said it. Like, uh, and I'm like, on. why don't I do it? I'll, I'll debate her. Like, Carrie, you need to just be quiet and talk to the hand. <laughs> if she did that on stage, I'm like, I might vote for you now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you look at polls, it, it's pretty even. I was talking, uh, there was a poll that uh, well, I think I think Hobbs was up by less than 1%. Yeah, and the one that we just saw had uh, on, uh, was it Fox or whatever, had... Uh, uh, Carrie Lake up by three points from okay. OH Predictive. And if you multiply that by nine, you get 27. <laughs> then you subtract 40. Somewhere around there is what it should be. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think anybody knows who's going to win. Um, but we're going to talk about if Katie Hobbs needs to to course correct. Right the ship. And debate Carrie Lake. Yeah. It's possible. That's it might be something she should start thinking about doing because it's kind of gotten out of hand. Yeah. All right. That's in about 10 minutes. So we've discussed the U of A shooter who, you know, this is a 40 a, a something that was, you know, going to college there, at least take a few courses at the University of Arizona. And one day he decides to go in and kill his teacher. It's insane. Kills his teacher. So we're finding out about who this man is. And, you know, I always want to know, are there warning signs? Almost always there are warning signs. There are times, I'll pull back the curtain a little bit, and Chad knows this. There are times we're in the middle of a show, and we hear about a a shooting in a school. And, you know, it comes out that it's really bad. Yeah. And then we find the name of the person. We don't necessarily say what his name is. But Chad goes online and finds this guy. Mm -hmm. And, Chad, you go, well... Look at that. Hey, right there. Hey, did you see this on his Facebook page? You you have a knack for finding that. Yeah. The 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 in so many of these things, it's right in front of you. They're telling you, they're telegraphing that there may be danger. Now, a vast majority of them will not do anything. But it doesn't mean that you don't see signs in certain things. And you've got to be able to listen to the people around them. And we get in a weird world of, you know, do we <laughs> encroachment of rights and at the same time protecting others? Okay. So this man went in and shot his his professor at the U of A and killed him. So the shooter's father is speaking. Take a listen to this uh, from AZ Family. He says his son suffered from Asperger's syndrome and was in and out of prison because of his actions. Trying to kill multiple family members, Dolgan Dervish says his son was a ticking time bomb. My first impression was it finally happened. He killed somebody. A startling thought for a father. Anger and grief toward his son. Unimaginable despair for the victim. I'm so sorry. (laughs) My heart goes for this young man. He's 52 years old. We studied all about him. He was a wonderful man. So that's the father of the uh, of the killer. And, um, you know. Devastated. He's devastated that his son would do something like this. He's devastated that the professor lost his life here. But you heard it there. Uh, this- you think about that with, you, you know, you mm-hmm. raised somebody who committed a heinous crime and took the life of somebody else. And you sit there and you think. You probably did everything in the world you possibly could. It got to the point where you were potentially going to be one of his victims. 
Um, the shooter spent uh, three different times in, in jail. Uh, as you heard there, he tried to kill multiple family members. His father talks about how his son tried to kill his own mother. And I just, with all that, and we know that this, this is the kind of person he is, I just, why is he out on the street? Because, like, your own family knows that you're going to murder somebody. And he's still out on the street. Did no one listen to the father who is desperately trying to get help? Um, does it work if you send someone to prison three times and then they just get out and they keep doing what they're doing? I mean, I know that you can only hold someone in prison for so long. But, you know, if this guy's not mentally there, wow. you got to take the guy off the street. Yeah. But it's, how it's, do you do that? The, well, again, why it, is it so hard to do that? Because you're going to be infringing on people's rights. So you go and you say, I'm going to take this person off the street because I think they're mentally ill or whatever. You got to go have to go in there and then you're going to have to, uh, you know, you're going to have to put them under, you know, like a 72 hour old while you talk about it. Uh, and I go back to this. Jeffrey Dahmer age human beings. And they said he was sane. Sane enough to stand trial and understand something. Mm -hmm. This guy here, he, you know, he had a plan. He had guns in there. He had three. Here's how you know he's not insane. Because he knew the difference between right and wrong. He had cell phones that were burners. He had blockers so they couldn't find him. He was looking to escape. It wasn't like uh, he seemed like an angry individual who obviously had problems. But you can't just snatch people off the street and say, we think you're mentally disturbed. And... Even though you've paid your debt to society, uh, you may do it again. It, it, that's the thing. We walk that weird fine line with our constitution of we know these some people out there are dangerous, but we just can't take people. So, so should we not have put him in jail three times? Should well, we put him in jail? That's something fine. different, though, for the crimes that he committed. Okay. Well, we should have looked at you know getting him help in jail. That's a good point. And it was it offered to him? Because are you forcing him to it? Because he was in regular jail, regular prison by the sounds of it. Are you forcing him to go to these things, to get out early or to do something to, you know? But when I mean, the father says he was a ticking time bomb, and when the father heard what happened, he goes, he finally did it. He finally killed somebody. And dad knew he was going to do it. Yeah, by the sounds of it, dad knew he was absolutely going to do it. I don't, know what you, I don't know what you do then. You, can you get him committed? Yeah. You can. Well, yeah, but you got you know. There's a lot of proof to go in there to there get is. somebody to commitment. Yeah, you know, to to talk about like there's a lot that you're going to have to prove that this person. And the first thing you have to prove is he doesn't understand the difference between right and wrong. Do you think he does? I yeah. think he does. Yeah, yeah, because he he was he had stuff inside of his car that showed that he was going to go on the run. Right, and he knew. Well, if I do this, they're going to want to put me back in jail. I'm going to try and run. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's like I always go back to Ed Gein. It was the basically every horror monster is based on him. To the day he died, the people go. He had no idea he did anything wrong. Oh, no idea that he had done anything wrong. But it's like you look at it. If you're if you're the family of the professor. And you look at the story and you look at this situation, this incident that happened, and you say, everybody knew this guy was going to kill somebody. Why didn't anybody do anything? Because yeah. then if somebody did something, our, our family member would still be here. Yeah. All right. Coming up next. Coming up. Does Katie Hobbs need to debate Carrie Lake to save her campaign? Next. 
Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. So it goes without saying that Katie Hobbs has had a terrible week. It started at the Latino event, and they ask her, she's on a stage, what has the Latino community taught you? And she could not answer the question, and in doing so, she stumbled over herself. She might still be stumbling. It was a ridiculous answer. So it started bad, and it only got worse. She's decided not to debate. She's taken that momentum from that sweet answer (laughs) where she thought she nailed it, and she's carried it through this week. Yes. And so we had the debate debacle where we knew there wasn't going to be a debate earlier this week because Hobbs said, I'm I'm not going to share the stage with an election denier. And so it was just supposed to be Carrie Lake. And then Katie Hobbs was invited by PBS to be on a different show at a different time, and Lake didn't like it, and it was like against some certain rules, and it was just a mess. So what Carrie Lake has done is, you know, she's creamed Hobbs every day on the fact that she won't debate. And, And rightly so. So let me ask this question. Does Katie Hobbs need to debate Carrie Lake? Does Katie Hobbs need to change strategy right now and actually debate Carrie Lake in order to save her candidacy? Now, I'll say I've looked at five different polls today. You could throw these polls up in the air, and I don't know what's going to happen. They're that close. Chad, there was a poll. One of the women, I don't remember which one, was leading by less than one percentage point. Yeah. Okay, so that's how close it's going to be. But this week has been an unmitigated disaster for Katie Hobbs. And I'm I'm starting to think she's got to go and debate. I've always said, all right, you don't want to debate? Fine. Would it be a mess? Yes. Would, would Carrie Lake spew a bunch of uh, nonsense and everything is inaccurate coming out of her mouth? Yes. The reality is I don't think it's going to happen. But I will tell you this, man. Mm-hmm. If you're Hobbs, you're watching your lead that you thought were you easy. Remember, you wanted her. You're watching all of this stuff you evaporate. Asked, yep. You asked for Carrie Lake. So you, wanted, you thought she was going to be easier than Robeson. And all of a sudden, people are looking up, and you've got Democrats across the country, big Democrats, who were telling her, you need to do this, you need to do this, and she keeps saying no. Mm-hmm. And if she goes out there and she holds her own, that's a win. Doesn't mean you win the election, but, but it's a win for Hobbs. It definitely could slow stuff down. If you go out there and you do really well, that may get some of those independents who are either going to stay at home or not vote at all to jump on to jump on your bandwagon. But if you don't, a lot of people are asking. I've heard more people around here, next door, downstairs, ask me the same thing. Just people I don't around. think she can do the job because I don't think she's going to be able to communicate and work with anybody and fight. That's the big thing. Are you going to be able to fight for the things that you want? Can Hobbs change her mind and do the debate? She should. I think the answer is yes, she can. Will she? I don't think so. But should she? Because after everything that we've seen, this has been a big loss of a week for Katie Hobbs. I wonder if it is in her best interest to say, and I don't know how you do it and how you save face. I tell you how you do it. Okay. You do it like they're doing with John Fetterman, who's had the stroke and has got a lot of... Is this Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania. He's up against Dr. Oz. Oh, gosh. Uh, uh, Yeah. Dr. Oz. Yeah. Fetterman's phenomenal. He's the guy that wears the hoodie and is eight feet tall. That's a ginormous man. 
But uh, more and more stuff is coming out about him, not just about the stroke. People are asking serious questions, you know, but you know, they have to, he has to have cue cards to understand things. But other stuff's coming out about him. Is he him. that damaged? He says, you know, people ask me questions and I don't understand what they're saying. And I can read it and understand it. So how does Hobbs do it? A change in strategy the, is what we're discussing. Do the same thing he's doing. Do it on the 25th of, of October. Because a vast majority of people have already voted by mail. Uh, they have made up their minds. So you could go up there and lay an egg. Do it late. And you know that the, most of the people voting for you have probably already voted. Because, uh, you know. Does that change the election? No, see, here's, I'll argue the point that that doesn't change. Like, I still don't know who's going to win. And anybody who says they know who's going to win is wrong. This, this could honestly go either way. Oh, yeah, there's but no doubt about that. But if you want to talk momentum, uh, Katie Hobbs doesn't have it. No. She's playing defense, and Carrie Lake, whether you like her or not, uh, has her foot on the gas. So I'm just wondering, you see, you say do it late. Do it late. Okay, where, but, that, cause, but cause does that change? See, I'm thinking Hobbs has to change her campaign. Her campaign is a mess. But if you say tomorrow, okay, I'll debate you. It's going to be this night, the 25th or the 26th. You do that where you set it out there. That automatically kills the narrative of you wouldn't debate. You've got okay. it out there. Okay. You've got a few weeks to get ready for it. Okay. And you go out and do it. And by then, most of the people will probably have already voted. you you got to think that if you look at, all right, I'm starting to like this. So, Katie Hobbs changes her campaign style and says, let's debate and do it. When did you say? That, like the 25th or the 28th or you know, the, the, October the, 28th. Yeah. Then, what is it? In early November. OK. Yeah. All right. Most people will have voted already. A lot of Republicans will go to the polls. So you're not getting those people. You're not going to get those people anyways. So this would what be a way. What does that say to independent voters if Katie Hobbs comes out and says, yeah, let's do it? I think what it does is it gives her campaign a little bit of momentum and a little bit of machismo. Yeah, and because she ain't it. got any of that And, right and now. you know what? You do, you know, and, and you then say, we're going to do it here. And you write the questions for me. I'll write the questions for you. And this is what we're throw everything in her court and make sure fine I'll show up you tell me when and where this is when this is where let's do it and then from then on you've got hey I'm debating I'm right. getting ready I'm debating I'm debating I'm debating and it stops the story it's just it slows everything down but and then you have the reality of Godzilla versus Bambi that's fine all Bambi has to do is like at that point is survive the round if you think she's winning that's it survive the round you don't right. have to do anything else I think Katie Hobbs needs to change your strategy. Well, she needs to do something because the momentum is fully in Lake's court and it's continuing to pick up. I know we're running late here. Let me just throw one more thing out. Here's what Hobbs should do. Why doesn't she mess with Lake a little bit? Here's what Hobbs should do. Hey, Carrie, you admit you lied that you think the 2020 election was rigged. You come out and you admit it. I'll debate you. How about that? That'd show some guts on Hobbs' side. That would be interesting. All right, coming up next, story time. The Gatos and Chad Show. Stick around. It's story time on the Gatos and Chad Show. After giving you 19 hours and 45 minutes of news this week, the guys give you an inside look at their personal lives. Oh, it's time to get all warm and fuzzy at the end of the show. Fuzzy. Friday. Uh, you want to go first or you want me to go first? I'm going to let you go first. Uh, 
Um, I will tell you, it's been a great week. I know that we're not talking COVID anymore, thank goodness. It's still around, but it's all good. But let me tell you, getting back out and doing stuff within the community, that stuff is returned. That is good. Listen, we've been going to movies for years. We've been going out to dinner for years. What we haven't been able to do is, like, go back into a school, pay tribute to a teacher, and hand a teacher a check. Yes. Just the other day, went back into a classroom. First time since COVID. Uh, We pay tribute to a teacher. I was able to go back into a classroom and hand a teacher with all the students, you know, there, cheering the teacher on. And handing her a check for 2500 bucks. your Valley Toyota dealers are amazing. Stuff that we couldn't do during the pandemic. We couldn't go to a school. No. And now we're doing that again. I know, I always said this, Chad, I don't know if I ever talked. The first day I arrived in Phoenix in 1996, I said, I'm going to do an afternoon drive show. One of these days, we're going to do an afternoon drive show. And we're going to do something to help the community. Community. Because I think if you don't do that and you have this platform, you're not doing your job. And so we have Phoenix Children's. We have how food many, bank. We do so many other things. We, how, many, how many meals did we provide? Oh God, hundreds of thousands. Right. It was insane. It was and amazing. I'm not, I'm not bragging. No. I'm not bragging because it didn't have much to do with me. It didn't have much no. to do with you. It's the people. So yeah. you're listening right now. You're the ones that you know gave all the money for Phoenix Children's, $2 million, right? You're the ones that provided... You know, funds for people to eat for St. Mary's Food Bank. You know, you're the ones that that, you know, gave for ALS and all that stuff. And just to be able to do that again, to get out there, you know, in a, in a place that you love, Arizona, in a community that you love and to be in the same room, not have to worry about a mask, not have to worry about if you're vaccinated. It was great. It That's was awesome. great. Yeah. Story time on the Gatos and Chad show. Ah. <sighs> Relaxing week for me, back and forth and back and forth. Uh, last weekend was tough. Uh, last week or so, my stepdaughter, who uh, loved death, and, and, and we're in the midst of uh, I'm in the midst of adopting her. She had to go out to California and do. She's got learning problems, and getting to see anybody here. First of all, the schools they you know. It was amazing because when when we got her tested the first time, the school's like, yeah, she doesn't really, she's a little little problem. It's nothing big, though. She's she's okay. She can learn. So there was no way. You spend five minutes with her, you're like, how do you not see she's on the spectrum and can't read? And she's just, we sent her out to a specialist, and, you know, it was tough because it, it is a full-on, like, two or three days of testing. It's exhausting. And some of it is all emotional testing. He's trying to find out stuff. She has so many problems, and he looked, and he was just like, how nobody saw this? How old is she? She She is uh, 14 now. So 14 years. Yes. Yes. She's and they, and they kept doing stuff here and they give her an IEP and it was always like, oh, you know, she's got a little delay in some of the stuff, but she's fine. The guy's like, it's not even close. Whoever did this, it was either they weren't trying or they were awful at their job. And it's sad that it had to go in that direction. But my little brother had the same problem. Uh, and the good news is with him, as I was talking to my mother earlier today, is he's in seventh grade now, sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And within, he's got bad dyslexia. Known about it for years, but schools really across the country don't really diagnose dyslexia. He got a specialist. And within, my mother said, six weeks, he went from a first grade reading level to his reading level now where he's supposed to be at as a seventh grader or whatever he is like that. And I wish he'd stay in school because he likes to wander around, but it is tough. There's so many kids out there that struggle and we're blessed because auntie karma, my, my aunt, 
happen to know this guy because this is what she does for a living and, uh, you know, for therapy and got us in because his wait was six, seven months. My mom wanted to go for for actually my little brother and she they just didn't have time and it was blessed but it was exhausting and you see kids go through this and the struggle that kids have and the you know the tears and they feel like they just you know like i'm not learning anything she's an amazing artist my uncle's like dude at that age she is on pace to be incredible but it's good that there's a place she feels relieved that maybe there's a place for her where she can catch up in life because she feels so so far behind uh, and it's it's tough it's tough and I, and I see that with some you know with 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 my little brother as well as her and you think she's relieved I think she's very relieved you do yeah I think she's relieved that she feels like okay now we kind of know what what my issue is see that's it it's yeah. like it, it's with anything whether yeah. it's it's an issue like a learning issue or if it's I'm not feeling right. Yes. And I have something wrong with me. And I just want to know what it is. Exactly. And you finally figure out what it is. And then you can tackle it. Yeah. And that was the hard thing, you know, because here, you, you know, she's she's done two or three IEP tests. And all of them came back with virtually the same thing, saying none of this stuff. Hmm. Then you go to somebody that, that, like, you know, we had to pay out the tooth and nail to get this guy. And they're like, how is, you know, what are they testing her on? I mean, you only have to spend three minutes with her and go, okay, you know what? She's on the spectrum. Yeah. You know, and... But it is such a relief That's now, good. and yeah. and so uh, uh, this weekend we're going to have some fun. We're going to take out take her out to do some stuff. But it has been a, the last couple of weeks have been kind of exhausting because it's very emotional for her. Because uh, I don't think I think she thought she'd just be doing some tests for like math and reading and stuff like that, and it was a lot more in depth. She got put through the ringer. Yes. Oh boy. Yes. Well, I'm glad that she finally knows, and you guys got somebody really good to take a look at her and. You know, things will probably look up here. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I'm like, you can't live with us forever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. Story time of the Gatos and Chad Show. We bring you inside our personal lives at the end of the show on Friday. Uh, I'm going to go play some ball. Chad's going to drive home. Uh, it's going to take him an hour. Yeah. Uh, he's going to hang out with his family. We've got Becky Lynn coming up next, Arizona's evening news. And then uh, we'll continue to talk election as it's right around the corner. I'll see you Monday at 2. See you Monday, brother.